to hear so we don't get fined. My name is David. My name is Thomas. And we are back with another episode. Back like we never left. And we are back with a new edition of Guess That Sports City. Do, 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 do. Something weird is happening on this computer. I don't know what it is. What What do you mean? I don't know. I hate technology. Anyway, it's recording. I think we're good. Oh. Okay. I just hate computers. Okay, so so we're just something weird that I've never seen is happening. We're recording. Yeah. Okay. I'm just listen. I just wanted to make sure that way you know. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Already. You didn't do anything. Okay, that was uh, all your computer. No, I made you say meow. You didn't do anything. That was your computer's doing. It's not even. You said meow because of something that I was doing or talking about. I mean, yeah. Ah. <laughs> Anyways, hit number one. This city oh, is known man. as the haunted house capital of the world thanks to its pioneering of the open format where brave visitors are asked to roam without following a predestined path. Interesting. Uh, I have a few regional ideas. Okay. A lot of haunted crap in the South. That there is. A lot of haunted crap in Massachusetts. That there is. A lot of haunted crap in Oregon. That there is. So I'm, I'm split between Oregon, Boston, or Massachusetts, so I guess it'd be Boston, uh, and then the South. The South okay. is pretty big, so I'm going to go ahead and eliminate some places in the South. Give me New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, that's a good guess. That is a wrong guess, but it is a good one. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Hit number two. Okay. This city has a money museum. A money a museum? M- money. Money? As like, in like Donald like, Trump money, money, money. Like dollar dollar bills, money. Okay. It is a free one-hour tour showcasing the region's largest cash vault and includes interactive exhibits such as designing your own digital currency. The best part is everyone who visits the museum leaves with a bag of real money. It's shredded, but it's real. I am now not as convinced. Um, okay. I saw an episode of SWAT. Okay. One of the largest shredding facilities in the country for money. Okay. We go to Los Angeles. Oh, that's a good guess. But my hints would be a lot different if this was Los Angeles. That's the point, though. If it was Los Angeles, I would expect you to do something like that. So you would throw me with some crap like this. Oh, well, you know, that's a fair. That's a fair. I see what you did there with your brain. The conclusions you jumped to, but they were, in fact, the wrong conclusions. Money museum where you walk away with a bag of shredded money? Yep. For free. Surely that's not in the South. So, I'm going to tell you, uh, this next hint has to do with inventions in a roundabout way. Uh, there's a bonus hint onto this hint that I will give you if you want that also has to do with inventions. Okay. okay. Walt Disney opened his first animation studio in the season, or season, in the city where the character that would become Mickey Mouse first became an idea. Uh, 
I know Disneyland opened before Disney World. So at some point, his base of operations was in California. It was. But was that before or after he became famous with his animations? Do I get to guess and then the bonus hint and then guess again? Or is this bonus hint not an extra guess? Uh, it's you just know, an extra usually, on top of this hint. Usually it doesn't help me when I give you extra guesses. So let's just do where it just gives you an extra. All right, well then give me the bonus hint. This city also invented bumper stickers. That doesn't help me in the slightest. Um... But now I'm thinking, there's a lot of cars in California. You know? That there are. Disneyland there's a lot of people out there, too. Started in California. Uh, but it's not Los Angeles. Well, Oakland, California. We're talking about the A's oh, today. Oh, that would have been clever. I am not that clever, though. That is incorrect. I can confirm that you are not clever. All right. Hint number four. This city might be the best city to visit on a strict budget, as it has at least 33 free attractions that span across all age groups. As in, like, four all age groups. Including the streetcar, which travels a 2.2 mile line that takes you through various districts throughout its 16 stop trip. I am now not on California. <laughs> um, although train cars, San Francisco... This is tough. Uh, give me Boston, Massachusetts. No, but that's a good guess. I think they also, like San Francisco, have those street trolley cars. Are you ready for your sport hint? They do indeed. Okay. Um, I guess, man. I might not get this one. So, uh, is this one also from Chris? Because the only ones no, you've me on so far have been It from is Chris. not from Chris. But I did get a list of cities from someone, and it did come from this list. Who was the someone? Oh, I can't tell you that. Why? Because that'll take away the fun of it. Are they from this city? No. No. Wait, this city or the city in the game? The city in the game. Oh, no. No. They're from this city. White House? No. Well, uh, our... You... Yeah. The city that... Like, the greater area that we're in nashville area interesting all right sorry go okay this city hosts the seattle kraken's echl team in the cable Dahmer arena this arena hosts more than 100 events every year from ariana grande shows to trade shows to hockey games it even has a community rink outside it's basically a bridgestone arena but it's a quarter of the size only hosting 5,800 seats. The reason I thought it would be fun to include this is because this ECHL team's arena holds more seats than the NHL's Arizona Coyotes arena. They don't have an arena. They're playing in a college stadium. That is their arena, though, for the time being. It's the arena they play in. It's not their arena. Well, that, that, I'm pretty sure they built it with ASU. Like, it was a mutual... I think uh, the Coyotes contributed 60%. ASU contributed 40%. Hmm. 
So in a roundabout way, it belongs to the college. They don't have ownership stake in it. Eh. This is when you would yell semantics, and it would be a correct answer. Semantics. There you go. Yeah. Um, I thought my last hint was going to be how many sports teams the city had. You get four hints about the city, one hint about a, just a sport fact, and then... Oh, okay. So many? I am getting that... Okay. You get six hints. Okay. Um... I'm really... I have no idea, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, I'm going to go back to San Francisco, California. That is incorrect. This city hosts two professional teams. Three if you include the MLS. Okay. Uh, it's not Portland that, that rules that out. Because they only have the Trailblazers and then... The Timbers. you count the M- MLS. Yeah. Two. Um... Surely Seattle's ECHL team wouldn't be in Seattle. Does Seattle only wait? How many sports teams are in Seattle? Oh, I forgot they have the Mariners. I forgot yeah. about the Mariners. Okay, so you're right. Let's eliminate Seattle. I'm glad you said that because I was kind of thinking Seattle. That is a that is kind of a trend that has at some points in the NHL looked like it was going to take off, but then never did, and I never understood why it didn't. I can. Uh, Confidently dispel Atlanta, Georgia, because... um, They have three, if you include the MLS. ECHL team is Nashville's Uh, ECHL team. Yeah, it is. So I can get rid of Florida, or uh, Atlanta. Mm. Give me... professional sports teams three if you count the MLS this yep. is um Minneapolis Minnesota no 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 that's not my guess they have three teams I forgot about the wild they have the wild the Timberwolves and the twins so never mind that's not my guess and Minnesota FC yeah, 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 but I'm not counting the MLS in my head right now. Man, you are struggling right now. I am, dude. Who only has two? Um, we've already done Baltimore, right? So it yep. wouldn't be Baltimore. You wouldn't do that again. Would you do that again? No. Not intentionally, at least. They only have two, right? Baltimore? Yeah, the Ravens, the Ravens and the Orioles. Memorials, yeah. But you wouldn't do that again. No, not intentionally. Um... Let's see, Denver has the Rockies, the Avalanche, and the Broncos, so it's not Denver. Uh, you've already done Phoenix, so it's not Phoenix. It's, I don't, there's, gotta I don't think make there's it. a city in California gotta, that only has two. Gotta make a guess, because if you hit the city, I'm not going to be able to keep a straight face. Uh, oh, 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 okay. Um, I'm not, just going to smile. It's not Oakland, because I already guessed that. Uh, it is not San Francisco. I've already guessed San Francisco. I don't think it's a Californian city. Um, 
Give me Kansas City. Are you shitting me right now? Are you serious? Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I. Are you serious? <laughs> they only have two major sports teams, and they have oh a my God. Kansas City Sporting. I was over here. I like, was running out of cities. I was. Over, I was running out of what? cities we, that only have two professional teams plus an MLS team. We're gonna have to implement a timer. Was this Turner? Did Turner give yeah, me this list? Yeah, Turner gave me that's this. That's why list. I asked that question. I know that's why you asked that question. That's why I did. That's why I <laughs> you lied. Said this from here, you're a liar. Uh, yeah, you're beca- a liar, McLiar face. Yeah, because if I said, if I answered your question truthfully, you would have been like, "Oh, KC." That would have been your first guess, and you know it. Not from the hints, but from your inquisitive questions. What can I say, man? I'm smarter than you. Smarter than me? You just took... We just don't have... For some reason, we haven't implemented a timer-type situation on this last question. Listen, you complain a lot about the rules, but you're the one who makes the rules. You haven't changed the rules. Every time I have won, it has been within the confines of the rules. Okay, well... Oh, yeah, I gave you nine hints. That's your fault, not mine. We well, need a timer. That's your fault, not mine. From now on? I from have now won on, within the confines of the rules. From now on, you get a minute. After I disagree. The, after the last question. I disagree. You get one minute I to disagree. think. It's, a, it's an audio platform, David. I can't give you five minutes to be like, hmm. Why not? Well, it can't be that one. Two minutes. It could be that one. Two minutes. Jenny. Two minutes. I must have had me about 15 Dr. Peppers. Ten minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Ten minutes. Not ten minutes. Not ten. What two. is wrong two with minutes. you? Two, two minutes. minutes. What am I supposed to do in that two minutes while you're talking? Just start singing? Yeah. No. Go for it. No one wants that. I disagree. That'd be hilarious. Nobody wants that. What gets the most views? On uh, American Idol TikToks. Fails. Exactly. So, if you want to blow up the pod, you should definitely start singing. No. (laughs) No. You are, you are, no. Listen, we got stuff to talk about. Uh, David might have alluded that we were going to be talking about Oakland, and if I was smarter, I would have done Oakland, but I didn't think about it. So, let's talk about the A's. You might have heard they were historically bad. Might still be historically bad? Uh, I mean, yes, but they have put together a pretty impressive last 15 games or so, uh, winning more than half of them, which they have not done all season, and are no longer the worst team in Major League Baseball. That belongs to the Kansas City Royals, ironically enough. That was intentional. Oh, yeah, wasn't it? Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I think that coincides with the start of their reverse boycott the fans are doing with all the links of the team moving to Las Vegas. Can First off, how sad is it for the fans of Oakland? Oh, I lied. Oakland has fallen back into last place. Oh, well. And they have a negative 210 run differential. Well, anyhow. Oh, they're so bad. It's got to suck to be a fan from Oakland, though. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. They have they have corrected. Uh, in their last, in their last, in their, in the last twenty games, they went on a span of seven and three mm-hmm. in ten games, and then since then are two and eight. So they have gone back to normal. They are a game, two and a half games under 
the Kansas City Royals. Mm. So, uh, yeah, still historically bad. Still very, very bad. But they have fallen back into the worst team in the league. Yeah, but uh, if you don't know what a reverse boycott is, I don't blame you because I didn't know what it was at first either. Uh, That's basically where the fans sell out as many games as they can and they are wearing these like matching shirts that say sell the team and they like are almost like cheering against their team like they fall silent when the other team is batting and then they get real loud when their team is batting is that right is that the way that works i don't know because you know like in sports there's different times to be loud and different times to be quiet is it better to be loud when your team is hitting. I think it's pitching. different for every team or for every sport, I should say. Yeah. Because yes, like if you're at a football game, you don't want your team to miss the cadence or to miss the count or whatever it is, and so you quiet down when your team has the ball and snapping it offensively. Uh, but and when the other team, but in hockey, when your team is holding down possession, yeah, when they're holding possession is when the team gets louder. So like when you're on the offensive. The team is getting louder in hockey. Um, as far as baseball goes, I don't really know why noise would make that much of a difference. Really, wow. in general, you're not like signals are are calls. Like with your hands, uh, there there is a pitch uh, mic now, a pitch com now, where where the signal caller from the booth or from the dugout can can tell you in your ear what pitch to throw. Yeah. Um, and so maybe the pitch mic, the pitch mic. So maybe when you're on offense, you do want it to be loud so the pitcher can't hear what his coach is saying. Yeah. But um, prior to this season, before the the introduction of the pitch mic, I don't really understand why baseball really, why sound is a factor in baseball. I mean, unless you're beating a trash can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, when I first heard about this story, I was just like super, I, I felt super sorry for the people in Oakland. And I still do to an extent. Uh, but I almost understand why Oakland is kind of being singled out right now with when you look at the Coliseum, you know. Uh, we talk about, you know, teams looking at new stadiums. Generally, they start looking at a new stadium around year 25, and that plan starts to be implemented between years 28 and 30. Uh, but the Coliseum has been around since 66. That's like 57 years. Yeah, that's like two that's times. That's an old stadium. That's, that's, a, that's a museum piece. That's what that is. You know what's been around longer than that? What? Yankee Stadium. Yeah, but Yankee Stadium. You know what else has been around longer than that? Fenway Park. Yeah, but how... What else has been around longer than that? What? Probably 30 to 40% of MLB stadiums. Okay, That's not old for an MLB stadium. That's wild. I mean, MLB... The MLB is historic, though. It's it's a lot more historic than other... Historic doesn't uh, mean good, though. It's a lot more historic than other... Sports and so it's been around since the 1800s. It was America's pastime. I mean, look at like there's a lot of stadiums in the NFL though that are still like look at Lambeau. Lambeau Field is old as dirt. Yeah, but like, that's also a team that's not owned by a billionaire. You know. I mean, yeah, that's fair. So but, like like if they were to build a new stadium, there's generally some sort of like give and take with the city and the owner. 
well, the city's the owner, so there it's it's one hundred percent on the city. But there's there's a lot of older stadiums in baseball just because of the historicity of baseball as a sport. Yeah, and the uh, the moments that have happened over the years and the history behind the places in baseball. So there, I mean, there's a lot of old stadiums in baseball. I mean, yeah, but like you can te- you can tear down a stadium and not dis and like leave the field well and the difference you know? too is wrigley field is still one of the best kept stadiums like it's i think it's the oldest oldest stadium in baseball yeah but it's the best kept stadium in baseball too like oh, they, yeah. they keep everything up with it. everything comes down to maintenance there are i mean toilets not working at oakland's coliseum that's because it's only had major renovations two times yes yeah. so I, that's my thing the, i think the problem is not that it's too old the problem is not that it's 57 years old the problem is it hasn't been kept up yeah, so let me tell. Let me give you some numbers behind it. Uh, I already told you it's been renovated twice in '95 and in 2017. Uh, the total of the stadium, what it costed, like total renovations and what it was built for, adjusted for inflation in today's dollars. You got a hint, or you got a guess? 150 million dollars. What? When you said adjusted for inflation, you meant like... In today's money. Okay, what it would have costed... In today's so dollars. So you're asking me. You're asking me. What it was built for back then. Plus Let's just say for easy... For easy, if it was built for $10, now it would be built for like $28. Yes. Okay. So what was it built for plus how much money have they put in the renovations in today's money? Yes. Okay. Five hundred and eighty-nine million dollars. Six hundred and three. I was pretty close. You were, but you were supposed to guess in the billions. Why would I do that? Because stadiums cost billion dollars now. Two, so far, I two mean, stadiums cost billions of dollars now. I, more than that. I'm pretty sure, like the last seven, at least the last seven, have costed a billion dollars. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm punching it in right now. Okay. List of the most expensive stadiums. There are... 14. Billion dollar stadiums? At least. Jeez. The, hot, the most expensive one is 6.22 billion. That was SoFi, right? Yeah. I thought, how much was the uh, Seattle Stadium? Um, arena. Like the Kraken? Yeah. I think... It was up there. I don't think it, I don't think it hit a billion. I think it was in the, like, I think it was like seven, eight hundred million. Really? But it was also built, like, super sustainably, you know? Yeah. But, like, for, for perspective, or for reference, the Yankee Stadium... Two oh two, uh, two billion. Uh, Climate Pledge Arena was one point one five billion dollars. Oh, never mind. This list is outdated. So that means there's even more. Dang. But, yeah. So like when you when you get those numbers, that that really kind of puts it into perspective a little bit, you know. 
I would be interested to look at this compared to other historic stadiums. Obviously, you just brought up Yankee Stadium. But like, what about Lambeau Field? Right. What about but Washington also, Stadium? But, like, also, that? like, here's the thing. Like, they just lost the Raiders. That's where the Raiders played, too. Like, you would think that there would be money going into that stadium. That hosts their two professional teams. And it just didn't. I forgot that's where Oakland or the Raiders played. Right? Like, like we saw the Raiders leave, and it was almost perceived as kind of like a greed thing. Yeah. Like a money grab thing. And now the A's are also leaving, and that was also the initial look at it. But now I'm just like, I, you get I into it what you put in. Like I want to know why teams are leaving Oakland. I mean, it's a good sports city. Well, like, this like, is a conclusion to jump to. But uh, just based on this conversation, this is a leap, and I understand that. But it almost feels like the city's government doesn't want to play ball with paying the cost to sustain professional franchises in today's age since they paid it in yesterday's age, if that makes sense. Yeah, but, like, renovations are a lot cheaper. Like, this is... Hindsight is obviously twenty twenty, right? But had you kept up with this stadium yeah. over the last fifty seven years, yeah, you would have spent less money in total of the building and the keeping up with it than you would to build a brand new stadium. So I if that's the issue, it's their own fault. Exactly. I think if they had done the work and putting in the stadium, like, keeping it up and going, if that is what what one of the major problems is. Again, I didn't... This is just a, you know, bouncing off ideas here. I think the Raiders would still be in Vegas, and I think the Chargers would be... Or, I think the Raiders would still be in Oakland, and I think the Chargers would be in Vegas. Why do you think the Chargers would be in Vegas? They went to LA before the o- Oakland went to Vegas. Because... I don't think the Chargers can leave L.A. given the situation that they're in right now. I don't think it's fully ideal. Okay, but why would they? But, why would they move from St. Louis to L.A. to turn around two years later to go to Vegas? What? No, I'm talking about the Chargers. Me too. What did? What does St. Louis have to do with that? Oh, you're right. San Diego. Why I, would they, they move from, from San Diego, Diego to, to LA, L.A. to turn around two years later to move to Las Vegas? Uh, because they wanted to get a, they wanted to hold a, they wanted to win the LA market and they didn't because the Rams won a Super Bowl, they, so they lost the LA market. With Justin Herbert, they might be winning that. Bet. Vegas is such a primed market that the Golden Knights kind of you know walked so everyone else could run when it came to exploring that market that they can't leave their current situation with LA. Unless they're going into a market the size of Vegas, where there is no competition, and I don't, I don't, uh, my brain, it just it, it let me down there. It's a small one. We get it. Hey, hey, it happens. Uh, yeah, my brain, it's it's gone. <laughs> it left. No, I mean, I don't know, man. I think I do think it's crazy. I do feel bad for the fans of Oakland because, like. I mean, Oakland Raiders fans are possibly the most dedicated yeah. fans in all of sports. Were, they are aggressively yeah. passionate. Like, 
I can't think of another social event where grown men dress in costumes more than an Oakland Raiders game, except maybe Comic-Con, and that's a maybe. LARP. Live-action roleplay. I know what LARPing is. There's not LARPing <laughs> conventions as big as the Oakland Raiders. Well, no, because that would be a lot. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, Oakland fans were so dedicated and loved that team. So, I mean, we we know an Oakland fan who lives in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. That we do. Who would stab us for saying bad things about Oakland. And I say like, bad things about Oakland to him every time I get the chance. Like, but, like, that's how dedicated these Oakland fans are. I mean, as hateful as Yankees fans are towards Red Sox fans and vice versa, Oakland is like that with every other... All other 31 NFL teams. Like, they are so passionate about their team. And it's getting taken away. And the one thing they had left is also getting taken away because the city can't handle their finances properly. Like, I do feel bad for the people of Oakland, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For the for the fans, I feel bad. For the... Not, like, the, the rest of them, I don't. If that makes sense. So the rest of who? Like, not, like, okay, like, for the people who show up and buy tickets, I feel bad for them. For the people who, like, dedicate their days when the games are on to watching the games, I feel bad for them. But for, like, the people who are going to not benefit from the presence of a professional sports team who had the ability to possibly prevent their teams leaving, I don't feel bad for them. But, that's enough stadium talk. We've got a lot of basketball stuff. Which sounds weird for us to say. Yes, it does. Uh, We briefly mentioned the Bradley Beal trade in our last episode, and uh, we got a couple things wrong. Or not wrong. We had information that was not up to date. And by our source, we do not personally have a source, but the yeah. source that we found on the interwebs was wrong. And that what 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 was wrong? It was really a semantical thing. Part of the trade was mentioned. It was a handful of second round picks and some pick swaps. That it wasn't clear that what that meant was six second round picks and four first round pick swaps. Which was probably the bigger part of the... Like, they omitted the biggest part of the trade outside of Bradley Beal. When when you're saying pick swap, that means, like, they're giving you a first and you're giving them back a first? No, I think what that means is, like, you give a 2024 first round pick with a pick swap. That means that at some point I can decide if I want your 2024 first or if I want to swap it to your 2025 first. Interesting. So that means they can do that four times. And those firsts are 2024, 2026, 2028, and 2030. Jeez. So basically, the Wizards have the Suns draft held hostage for the next eight seasons. Well, I mean, which is fine. Yeah. Because yeah. they have Kevin Durant, Bam Adebayo, They don't Devin have Bam Booker. Adebayo. They have DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton. But their, their big That's three Miami. is KD, Beal, Booker. Who 
cumulatively have only been available for 63% of the games the last two seasons. Yikes. Yeah, uh, might be early signs of trouble in paradise. The sun might be setting on Phoenix's title window. That was bad. That was fantastic. Was it? Yes. Don't. It, was it? it just hasn't begun to dawn on you yet. That one. The clock's about to strike midnight. That one's definitely bad. Those are all. Those are three classic. Midnight has nothing to do with the sun. The sun has set at midnight, has it not? The sun set four hours before midnight. Yeah, well, you know, the clock is going to strike midnight on the suns because their championship window has set, and it's going to take four years of logic, them trying to remain relevant, by that logic, and then they're going to be terrible. Four years after the windows close. Ex- that that rock bottom. Four years after the window closes, they're going to struggle to keep it open. They're going to do that thing that teams do, where they make a lot of really questionable, aggressive moves with older players who kind of lost a step. But they're like, "Nah, he might still have it." And then they're going to wake up, and they're going to be the Wizards of tomorrow. And that means that the Wizards won't be the Wizards of tomorrow. And then everyone wins. I feel like when you go for puns, they are either hilarious or very, very bad. That fit. And a large stretch. This was the bad stretch. That that was a that that fit. It fit it was like a, a long stretch. It fit like a glove. And it was bad. That was the real deal. Thomas, stop right now. These are getting worse, and you can book that. Oh, Booker, I get it. I get it. I didn't realize you were Aiden. That was supposed to be eaten. It didn't work. Okay, no, it moving didn't. on. Moving on. <laughs> no, it didn't. Um, <laughs> moving on. Moving oh, on. Anyway, uh, so Chris Paul, now happily a wizard? No. <gasps> he was traded today to the Golden State Warriors for a first, a second, and Jordan Poole. Which is, like, you were complaining. I was. Yeah. About the Wizards. Yeah. Well, hold on. I didn't. Moves. I didn't know that we had gotten first round picks back. But still, and that was a big deal. But still, you were complaining about the moves that was the Wizards made, and the lack of picks, which obviously we were wrong about. Yeah. And then they come out, and just fleece the ever loving heck out of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Who just desperately wanted to get. Excuse me, get rid of Jordan Poole because of his dust up with DeAndre uh, Draymond Green. Don't know where DeAndre Jordan came from. Uh, Draymond Green, allegedly, uh, at the end of the season, that was a big, like, they got to get rid of Poole. Yeah. Right? Poole or Draymond, but they're not getting rid of Draymond. Um, And so Washington was just like, oh, you really need to get rid of Poole? I tell you what, you. Let me smack the crap out of you, and I'll take him off your hands. And Golden State was like, huh, that sounds painful to me. I'll take it. Like, what? What? I love it. Wild. Like, I know Chris Paul is good. Uh, I don't think he makes this team dramatically better. Nope. He's 75 years old. It's not like he's a top 10 player in the league. I think he's a great leadership guy. I think he's going to immediately bump heads with Draymond Green. 
and I don't think he's good enough to really make this team like automatically go from winning 41 games in the regular season to being a contender. To get rid of a guy like Jordan Poole, who is shows a like, I think you could get more out of Jordan Poole in the next five years than you can get from Chris Paul because you're not going to get Chris Paul for more than two. And I, I just, I just to feel me, like giving up a first and a second for a young guy as good as Jordan Poole to get in return a old guy who has definitely fallen out of his prime and is not playing. Like I love Chris Paul. I want Chris Paul to win. Chris Paul can obviously still play good basketball. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to sit here and say he's horrible or anything. But he's certainly not a 25-year-old kid who's done nothing but get better every year. No, I I hear you. So, in my opinion, based on, like, what I know, which I will admit is limited, to me, this kind of... Chris Paul feels like a player you bring in when you want to stabilize culture. And if there was some locker room discontent, especially between Jordan Poole, the next up-and-comer for the Warriors, and Draymond Green, who to me was kind of like the uh, Dennis Rodman of the Warriors. Like, not known for his offensive, but a key piece of the team due to what he does defensively. Yeah. Uh, that like it, You have the old guard going to be phasing out because that's just the way the world is. And do you want that culture shift that might have taken place to be there when Jordan Poole leads the next wave of Warriors? Or do you bring in Chris Paul, stabilize that locker room, and create a strong culture for whatever players you bring in to build off of in the future? That's the only thing that makes sense to me anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. Unless you just want Clay Thompson and Steph Curry standing beyond the three-point shooting and you need someone to pass them the ball. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing I can figure. I don't know, man. I, like, I, I just looked at the two stats. Uh, Chris Paul averaged 13.9 points per game this year. Yeah. Uh, 8.9 assists. Which, which is does, good. Is good. And four rebounds per game yeah. last season. Jordan Poole, on the other hand, who has done gotten better every year. Every year has gotten better. Uh, where did this go? Where, where, oh, oh, no. What's happening? Where'd you go? I miss you so. Here's to you, Mrs. Um, 20.4 points per game. And again, that's gotten better every year. It's going from 8 to 12 to 18 to 20. I like that. 20.4 points per game this year, four and a half assists, and three rebounds per game. So the only thing he is less than is his assist, and the disparity between his assist numbers and Chris Paul's is not as great as the disparity between his point numbers and Chris Paul's. I just, like, I don't know, man. I'm not a fan of this for the Warriors. I don't know. Whatever, it seems to me, I, again, like you said, I know not a lot about basketball, not as much as other people for sure. But from who Chris Paul is, what we have seen from Chris Paul, what he's done statistically the last couple of years, that is nothing compared to what Jordan Poole could have done for you in the future. And yes, he's a culture guy and he's a great leader, but you're like, he and Draymond seem like the opposite type of leader to me. And you're telling me that's not going to interfere with one another? Like, 
I don't know. I don't see this as a great move for the for the Warriors, but good for the Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Now we've talked about the first trade that came out of Washington. We've talked about the most recent trade that came out of Washington. Technically, that's the second trade that came out of Washington. What? The first trade that came out of Washington was the Chris Paul trade for Bradley Beal. The second one was Chris Paul for Jordan Poole. No, that was the third one. That was the second one out of Washington. What? Porzingis was the second one. You're right. Uh, no, but before we move on to that, I'm very happy that uh, our buddy Chris sent me that note literally as we were setting up about the first round picks in the Beal trade. Because I already knew what I was going to say leading into the Jordan Poole trade. I was going to be like, the Wizards game plan, their evil mastermind, was to be so bad at trading that they just pull the rug out from under the Warriors. They pull the rug out? They pull. <laughs> <laughs> that was intentional. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the second trade was a three-way trade between Boston, Memphis, and Washington, which saw multiple first-round picks, Marcus Smart, and Kristaps Porzingis shift around the league. The reason why I said what I said leading up to this about, oh, they're bad at trades, is because none of those three things, or four things if you count both first-round picks individually, ended up on the Wizards. Didn't a player from Memphis end up on the Wizards? Uh, yes. So the Memphis Grizzlies get Marcus Smart coming from the Celtics. Great for the Huge, Grizzlies. huge, huge, huge. Uh, Boston gets Kristaps Porzingis and two first-round picks. Washington gets Tyus Jones, Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscal, and the 35th pick in this year's draft. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think there are two winners and one loser in that draft. In that trade? Or in that trade. Yeah. And uh, Washington is certainly the loser. Yeah, well, so let's 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 talk about it. Let's start with Boston, work our way down. Uh, this this is a great... Obviously, they win Who the trade. Who let Boston get away with this? Two first-round picks and Porzingis. Two first-round picks, and they get a center to fix their inconsistent center play. Not only, like, like not only is Kristaps a center, but he's also a power forward, and this really opens up their sixth-man game. And Kristaps also probably playing the best season he's had yet in yeah. Washington. So, I mean, it was Washington. So one of two things is going to happen. One. He's not going to be the only guy, so his numbers are going to go down. He's not going to be as good in Boston. Or he's going to be surrounded with better players, so he's going to get even better. Yeah. And I like the second option a lot more than the first. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they get two first-round picks. Two first-round picks from one of them from a team. Oh, they're both from Memphis? Yes. Oh, I thought it was one from each. Never mind. Yeah, and I think one of those was originally a Golden State's pick. Okay, I was about to say, one of them coming from Washington is going to be a freaking lottery pick. But... Uh, no, maybe no, no. Not. Uh, no, but not all. So the Celtics have kind of overused Al Horford in the last couple seasons, and that's kind of led to their inconsistent center play because, you know, when someone's overused, their play falters. So this gives Boston an opportunity to give their starting big man a rest. It also gives them flexibility, like I mentioned, with the power forward. They have Grant or Robert Williams, whose injury history is legendary the former first round picks only been able to play in 209 out of a possible 410 games Jeez. 
And he's even he's only started like a quarter of those. And with Malcolm Brogdon's injury history, this really opens up one, their second unit's offense when Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum aren't on the court, and two, their sixth man rotation. So if they play it right, that should cut down on a lot of the injury concerns, not just with Williams, but with Kristaps, because he's had a pretty substantial injury history as well. And load management might be the savior of both those issues. Uh, a lot of people were almost expecting the Wizards to maybe hold Kristaps and move him at the at, at the deadline as a rental. But with the injury history that I just referenced... yeah it makes sense to go ahead and lock and get that value now. Cause the last thing you want to do is hold on to him. He gets hurt. You can't trade him. You lose him for free. Especially after him playing 70% of the season, he played, I think what it was like 64 or 69 games, something like that. Yeah. Something. Like uh, that. But he played the majority of the season. And again, it was, I mean, probably his best season so far in the league or yeah. one of his best. So, um, obviously I think you'd, sell high it's too much of a risk to sell them at the deadline but yeah go ahead um, and get your value um, massive 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 trade though for the boston celtics oh yeah but it's also big for memphis yeah not as big but definitely so, big still it appeared that tyus jones the point guard that they sent to washington was wanting to move on to a bigger role and while that opportunity was there given jaw's suspension I can definitely understand Memphis's desire to want to bring in a veteran to lock down that backcourt while Jaw's out there. But also, when Jaw comes back, Jaw's an offensive dynamite, and Marcus Smart might be the best defensive point guard in the league. Yeah, dude, Marcus Smart is fantastic. I think he automatically makes that team better. He can not just, I think... Um, do well in Jaws' absence, but also yeah. I think be a good leader in that locker room in Jaws' absence. Yeah. Um, and I think obviously when he come when he comes back, I think that's an obvious they'll play well together. Plus they've uh, still got um, big guy who's only like twenty eight. He sh- seems like he should be thirty. He has a beard and cool tattoos. What's his name? Stephen Adams. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, big fan of what they got down there in Memphis. Yeah, but and I think Marcus Smart also fills that need for a 3 and D wing because he can play a forward position. He's not – again, he's not offensive. Did and, you say 3 and D wing? Yeah. I don't know what that means. That's a basketball term. Solid. It's it's like – it's much. perimeter defense and offense. I don't know what that means either. Threes. Ah. Yeah. There I you know go. what those are. There you go. Uh, and he's also going to fill in for the void that – Dylan Brooks left. Did Dylan Brooks really leave? Okay, playoff. I'm, I'm talking reg- in the regular season. Like, playoff, he was horrendous. But, like, that's still a starter that you lose for nothing. He tanked. Like, he was terrible in the playoffs. But, like, you still got to make it to the playoffs, you know? But I feel like... Like, yes, he's a starter. But I feel like that's the equivalent of, like... If Buffalo last season started three wide receivers, then Isaiah McKenzie would have technically been a starter. And them saying, oh, how are they going to fill the hole that Isaiah McKenzie leaves? Is, is it really a hole? Yeah. yeah, but I'm pretty sure that Brooks's main impact was defensively. Defense, for sure. So bringing in Marcus Smart, not only are you filling that void, but you're upgrading too. 
And the best thing about Marcus Smart is he only makes 20 mil for the next three seasons. Each season. Dang. That's a that's the best. I don't I don't know a whole lot about the NBA, but I do know that's one hell of a bargain. Yeah. Wild. Wild. <laughs> so, the last team, the Wizards. <laughs> my my personal favorite. I was honestly, dude, I was really down on this trade until I kind of looked into it a little bit. You should still be down. I mean, it's the wizard, so. Why? What? what? What did you just throw at me? I didn't throw anything at you. It, like, stuck in my hair. I have no idea what you're talking about. I saw you throw it. This year, I'm gaslighting people. You're gaslighting people? That's, That's not, not what I said. said. <laughs> For the wizards, they get Tyus Jones, who is a point guard. And that's going to help with trading away Chris Paul. Because we mentioned how great he was with assists. Do you want to be competitive this year? I want to be competitive for a extended period of time in the near future. I don't want to be competitive this year to have a first round exit if we're going to be filled with existential dread the next 10. Really stumbled through that word right there. Existential dread. It's a hard word. Leave me alone. Existential? Yes. You said it pretty easily. You're about to give me an existential crisis if you hey, don't stop. That's good. Uh, no, but Tyus Jones was a free agent that the Wizards were heavily linked to last year, and he had a really strong season with the Grizzlies, averaging 24 minutes a game. He put up 43.8 from the field and 37.1 from the three, and that's 24 minutes a game. Point guard, I, he's going to have plenty of opportunity to show if he actually is. He'll probably be playing more than 23 minutes a game in, in yeah. Washington. Yeah, and he, this is a former first-round pick who is 27 right now, but you want you want an opportunity to really come into your own and get a second chance to live up to that like guaranteed starter. This is your this is a prime opportunity to do so. There's nothing else to get in your way. As for the rest of the pieces, I don't think we ever see Muscat or Gallinari suit up for the Wizards. I think that was just like to make money match up for yeah. you know logistics of the trades and whatnot but uh going back to tyus jones he averaged i believe six assists a game last year last year which isn't the 8.9 that we see from paul but i would trade that for i would trade two less assists a game for jordan pool yeah uh but the other thing is a three-way trade was broke before this one involving the Wizards trading Kristaps and the Clippers were involved. That fell through. Michael Brogdon was the initial piece from Boston. Yes. Because of his injury issues, Yes, the Clippers it, shut down. Yeah. I like the return for the Wizards in this deal a lot more than the 30th overall pick and Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris is a lot better than either of the two guys that you got from or three guys that you got from Memphis. I mean, we basically got one guy. Yeah, but like, Marcus Morris is better than him. Eh, I I don't I don't know. I'd rather move down five spots and get that point guard that's younger and not 
better, but like this, the wizards have a log jam at forward. Depend, especially if they keep Kuzma. I know they traded Rui Hachimori, which makes me super duper sad. I think to the he's a Laker now. Is was it to the Lakers or to the Warriors? I don't know if it was to the Lakers, but I know Rui Hachimura is a Laker. Right then, it, then it was to the Lakers, former like eighth overall pick, and like recently former. I think that was like twenty nineteen, which shoot, I guess was four years ago. But uh, it's shaping up to be a very exciting summer in the NBA. Some other dominoes to keep an eye out. Are he was the ninth overall pick in 2019, me. and he was indeed traded to the Lakers from the Washington Wizards. Uh, I think that might have been in that Kuzma deal. He went to high school in Japan. Yeah. I, I thought that was He's pretty... He's Japanese! I thought that was pretty apparent. I didn't know that. Rui Hachimura. Well, that's racist. That's a Japanese name. You know what I mean? American? Jeremy Lin's last name is Lin. And guess what? He's American. That sounds American. Lin? Yeah. L-I-N? Uh, you don't know. You don't get the spelling whenever you say it. You say Lin, I automatically think L-Y-N-N. That's American. Any who's in. pretty racist for someone. It is to not have a name like racist. Rui Hachimura to automatically assume he was Japanese. I didn't. I, but like Asian. Hachimura. It's even more racist. Hachimura is. I. What do you. What, excuse wow, me. You, now, you, now you're going to have me wow, anxious that I'm going to get us canceled. I hope you're happy. Us? There's no us here. Yes, there is. If I'm going if down, I have I'm to bringing. find a less racist co host, I will. If I'm going down, I'm taking you down with me. How? I, I'll figure out a way. You have nothing against me. You do. I have so many things that can get you canceled. You have nothing on me. I, you don't know that. Maybe I just don't broadcast my future blackmail leverage. I don't about, know that I would call it leverage. I mean, that's exactly what it is. No, it's not. It's something I will use to blackmail you in the future if necessary. That's leverage. That's not leverage. That is That is the definition of leverage. I mean, it's not. I mean, okay, not exactly, but what you have is leverage in that instance. If you have something that you can blackmail some... If you have something that you can use to blackmail someone with, you have leverage on that person. The exertion of force by means of a lever. That's leverage. <sighs> you frustrate me. Or use something to maximum advantage. Oh, there we go. There we go. But, corralling this conversation back to the great sport of basketball. <laughs> there is. Oh, you're serious. I mean, yeah, oh. somewhat. Just I don't. Calling I, basketball great, oh, that was fun. I mean, I don't. I don't enjoy it per se, but like a lot of people do, and that makes it a great sport. It, yeah, it is obviously you a know? good sport. It is not our cup of tea, but people obviously love it, and so. But uh, I think the next thing, now that some of these pieces have shipped off, Beal, Porzingis, Smart, Paul, I think all eyes are on Portland and the Trailblazers to see what they're going to do. Supposedly, as reported. By Sham Sharania, mm -hmm. or Woj, or Wendy, one of the basketball versions of Adam Schefter. Okay. 
Every single call that has been related to Damian Lillard, Portland has shut down immediately. Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, if I'm Portland, I would be much more willing to do whatever it takes to bring people to Portland to win with Dame yeah. than getting rid of Dame. If I, To me, I think the conversation in Portland that they're having is not... I think it's what do we do with Dame, but I don't think it's what, like, do we trade him? I think it's do we use the third overall pick to bring in a young talent to surround him with some help, or do we trade it to bring in someone to surround him with some help? Yeah. that's. Which, I think that's the conversation. Which I think trading it is the right answer. I don't know. I don't, I, like, I, like, yes, but also no. Because the trade cost in the NBA is so much higher than any other sport, you know? Yeah, but first-year impact is also a lot lower. It is. Than a lot of other sports. It is. It is. But, like, the question is, is I think I'd rather hold on to the three than trade the three plus another first or two to bring in someone. I think it depends on the someone. Right, that's, I, that's I fair. think if, I think if they brought in really solid, like if they bring in like a Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. I think it would be worth it. I think if they bring in, but I don't. I think I think it would cost way. I think we're looking oh, at yeah. four ones for Jimmy Butler. I don't know, man. I just like. It feels like it's. It feels like any notable household name in the in, in the NBA costs at least four first. Yeah. I don't know. I just like my big thing. When it comes to, you know me in mm-hmm. my value in the draft. Yeah, yeah. You do not let's, believe in let's look building at, through the draft. I think the Chiefs are the exception, not the rule, because they have done it with mostly homegrown guys. What about Pittsburgh? Uh, Pittsburgh hasn't won in fifteen years. But, mm-hmm. but look recently at Super Bowls. Tampa Bay did it by bringing in Tom Brady. Okay. St. Louis did it by, or LA did it by bringing in Matthew Stafford. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia was close, but they lost. Okay. San Francisco was close, but they lost. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have teams that, like, a lot more, it seems to me, like, a lot more. I mean, look at, I mean, literally, Vegas. Is comprised almost entirely of people that were not on that team seven years ago and were not drafted by that team. That's because they weren't a team seven years ago. That's what I'm saying, though. So they yeah. got to handpick their team when they came into the league. Okay, but how about and Tampa? They, even since then, have picked a bunch. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. There are exceptions. I'm not saying it doesn't happen or can't happen because obviously it does. But I'm saying like right now. For the most part, the majority of championships are won by building your team through free agency, not through the draft. I mean, I feel like we've had a lot of recent exceptions to that rule, though. I mean, like, other than Kansas City and Tampa Bay. uh, Golden State. Who? The Warriors. I guess they did win last year. Uh, Denver this year. The Nuggets. I mean, yeah. No, that's fair. But they have Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Uh, and that's years after the fact. Damian Lillard doesn't have years for development. 
know what I mean? Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. But, I mean, when you're getting a top five guy, though, you generally are expecting those to contribute in a big way quickly, you know? Not that quickly. I'm just, like, we we talk about how dominant LeBron James was his rookie year. He averaged, like, 19 points a game. Uh, Like, it's not like his rookie year he was world beater. He was dominant for a rookie and was immediately impactful on the Cavs, but that itself, when specifically talking about basketball, is rare. I mean, it's literally LeBron. Yeah. And, also like, Michael Jordan's first year was bad. Really Shaq's fast. was pretty good, but, like, I don't know, man. Really fast. I think that, like, rule might actually be the exception when it comes to hockey. Building through the free agency instead of the yeah. draft? Yeah, because, like, you look at the – so, like, the last winner was the Golden Knights, which they haven't really had time to – Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Avalanche. was pretty homegrown. uh, The Lightning twice. Pretty homegrown. The Blues, which they had had two big pieces that they brought in in a trade, but for for the the most most part. part, Still pretty homegrown, yeah. uh, The Capitals. Pretty homegrown. (laughs) Uh, the Penguins. Pretty pretty homegrown. Yeah. And okay, then you maybe. have the Blackhawks but Kings I, dynasties. But I still do think there's a difference in the NBA. Yeah, and, absolutely. In hockey. They're very hockey, different sports. You draft a guy and then he spends two, three years in the AHL. Sometimes five. So, yeah, getting a lot better before yeah. he's considered a rookie in the NHL. So, like, they have time to develop and grow. Portland, I don't think, has that time with Damian Lillard. I mean, Damian That's Lillard's fair. not 28. Like, Is he not? No, Damian Lillard's like 32. Oh, no. In that case, trade that. Trade that pick fast. Uh, Damian Lillard is... Th- yeah, 32. Yeah, 32. Yeah, so Ooh, like, that's yeah. what trade I'm saying. That. Trade that. Like, trade that. And, and maybe I'm wrong. You know, you, or, just, you just brought up the... Uh, you just brought up the... Uh, uh, NF- the NHL. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not best to build through free agency... As opposed to through the draft. Um, I think in the NFL maybe it is. I think it's different per sport. And you can look at it differently in the NBA. I don't know. But regardless, I think it takes time. Like, most players are not Justin Herbert. Yeah. Who's going to come in and make immediate impact. Yeah. Most players are not Andrew Well, Luck, it's also... It's all, gonna it's come situations are situational. Yeah. You know? Most players are not LeBron James, right? Yeah. And so I think... They, they don't have time to develop a player into being a good pairing for Damian Lillard. Yeah. Because one of two things is going to happen. He's going to get too old or he's going to leave. And that's it. Yeah. So I think that's why I think you got to bring in someone now. Trade that pick. Trade next year's pick. Trade a couple of seconds and get a guy in who can compliment Damian Lillard. Uh, I, I think Dame is... I'm, Maybe the best player in the league right now without a ring, with the exception of maybe Chris Paul. I'm about to say And Dane's better right now than Chris Paul. I'm about to sound either really, really smart or really, really not. Okay. If I'm the GM of Portland, okay. I think I might take a swing on Zion Williamson. No. What do you mean no? I love Zion. I think if you're going to trade the third overall pick, you need to get someone who's going to be there after Dame. But I think Zion has such a high... It's a, it's a risk, for sure. But but it's not just a risk, man. I don't even know if he's played a full season. 
huge. No, I know for a fact he hasn't played a full season. I'm saying if you take all the games he's played in the NBA, yeah. I don't know if it equals a full season. Yeah, but it, like, there's also been times where it kind of feels like there just isn't a good relationship between the Pelicans and Zion's camp. Maybe a change of scenery is what he needs. And with all that information, he's probably the cheapest he will ever be in his career. I would love nothing more than Zion Williamson to come out and be Shaq 2.0 and just be dominant on the court like he is when he's healthy. Yeah. But I, like, unfortunately, I don't, as the years go on, I lose more and more hope. And I just don't think Zion is a guy who's going to be consistently healthy in the NBA. I think he is going to be a guy who's going to come and give you 35 points when he can play 14 games a year. Maybe and that's not good enough. Maybe Zion Williamson will start the conversation of maybe why we maybe shouldn't make 12-year-olds household names. I'm super anti getting alerts to my phone about some 14-year-old kid who's going on a college trip. I mean, it worked out for LeBron pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it worked out fine. But like, like he's a kid. It worked out for Kobe pretty well. Yeah, fine, sure, whatever. He's a kid. Let him be a kid. He's about to become one of the most famous people in the country. You're telling me you're not a fan of Baby Hulk? You mean Baby Gronk? Baby Gronk, that's it. No. No, I think. Yeah. But, I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't believe in Zion anymore. I hate that. Yeah. I really do, because I like Zion. I think he's got a great attitude. I think he's a really good guy. But he's just hurt all the time. And as a GM, I'm not giving up the third overall pick and then some for a guy who's going to play maybe 30 games for me the next three years. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be trying to give up the third overall pick for Zion. I'd be giving the them some. I'd keep. I'd, I'd either get, keep, give up the third and keep the then some or keep the third and give up the then some. We just saw a 37-year-old player get traded for a 25-year-old player who's very, very good and has gotten better every year for a yeah. first and a second-round pick. And you think you can get Zion without giving up the third pick? I would try. You would fail. But listen, I don't know what your opinion is of, of Zion Williamson. I don't know if we're ever going to talk about soccer. <laughs> this is the third episode in a row. What we have has been pushed off. Uh I don't know what your favorite summer activity is. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. But uh, listen, I don't know about you, but uh, we're We're just just here so we don't get fined. fined.